For more resources, visit rym.org. The Local Youth Worker is a daily podcast that's centered on five questions each week. Ranging from the practical to the professional, we're looking for answers to the questions you're asking. Whether you're in full-time, part-time, or even volunteer youth ministry, this podcast is for you. All right, everybody, welcome back. Uh, We were talking to Richie Sessions all this week. Uh, If you tuned in yesterday, uh, you heard us talk about trends on the college campus. Uh, Richie is REF campus minister at the University of Vanderbilt. Um, So today, Richie, I just wanted to to change things a little bit, go in a little different direction. But uh, I've heard you preach several times. You've been a main speaker at RYM's summer conferences. Uh, If you are unaware of those conferences, go to our website, rym.org, and uh, check those out. Chances are you'll get to hear some of Richie's sermons on there. Uh, But one thing I love about your, your preaching and teaching is how vulnerable you are. Um, yeah, I, I just think it connects you with your audience and, and it, you know, helps people know, um, you know, they're not alone in their struggles, uh, to hear somebody who's standing up, you know, in a large group preaching from the word and admitting struggles, uh, to those sitting out there, that's very reassuring, uh, to realize, you know, preachers aren't somebody who's arrived, uh, by any chance. Uh, but, uh, but, but that's something I, I, I appreciate about your, your preaching. And so, just in light of that, what's some advice that you would give to, to youth workers and really just, you know, pastors in general on being vulnerable with students, you know, both from the pulpit or in, in small groups? I know this is something people kind of debate sometimes and talk about how vulnerable we are to be. So what, what are some thoughts you have on that subject? Uh, first of all, thank you so much. That's, that's really encouraging Absolutely. Um, and kind of you to say. Uh, and... Um, I had a friend who was in a really hard church situation and he said he was just going through just, you know, churches. It was in crisis. The church was in crisis. And I, he called me, I was just checking on him one day and I called him and said, Hey, how you doing? I mean, he was just sort of like, I can't believe he's still there. Kind of one of those things like, Oh, this is just every day. It was like something harder and something worse. And I remember him, I said, how are you doing? How are you doing this? And he just said, Richie, I'm just, I'm just have to remind myself that I'm just, I just, I'm just a Christian. I'm just trying to be a Christian. I'm just waking up every day. And it, 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 it has stayed with me. And, and for people who aren't pastors, that may sound really weird, but, um, like, of course you're just a Christian. Um, but it's, but for me, the reason that resonated so much with me is, uh, I'm someone who really needs the gospel? Not in the, it's not abstract to me. I really, really need all of this to be true. And for my past, present, and my future. So I really do not only struggle with sin, but like still fail and still am shocked by my own inner depravity. That's not, so it's palpable to me. And um, I still have uh, weakness and doubts and fears. I'm fully human, like everybody out there. And and so that God has used that in my life 
to make Jesus very precious to me hmm. because he is sufficient for my real struggle. And I think what comes across, um, which I'm glad, like what you said, is, is somebody who really believes what he's preaching. Like I need, I truly, truly need what I'm saying to be true. And that produces an excitement and a peace and a joy about Jesus. That it's like an overflow of, of how much I need the gospel. Um, it's not, I, it's, I would, I wish I could say it's, it's not like a, it's a really painful thing. And so, uh, and a lot of times, you know, I, I, especially when I was first asked to do to preach at these conferences or things like that, I was like, oh, I feel like such a phony. Hmm. Uh, like, surely, I, I, you know, I, I thought the guys that spoke at these conferences were like way better than me. <laughs> and I am surely, like, I thought they were like sort of like these superstars that sort of had arrived arrived at this place. And so I started reading guys like John Newton and started reading, you know. Uh, uh, it, really, even just reading scripture and seeing the Apostle Paul, and there's it, there's um, there's a present reality about the gospel, and my own desperation and my own uh, powerlessness, and and at the same time, the present active, there is therefore now no condemnation. The gospel is true right now for me. That creates the fruit of ministry. Um, it's not about arriving at a place where you don't need the gospel anymore. It's about showing people what it looks like to believe it in real time. And I, and I, and I want my preaching to just be the sparks that fly off of that. Hmm. So it really is me being a Christian. Hmm. It's me being uh, a person uh, who is uh, rep- like repenting. It's me being a person who's it, who's who's in community. It's someone who's both running from the Father and running to the Father, um, and uh, it's someone who sits un- under the gospel, who sits under the Word. Uh, and so when I, so things like my quiet time, my devotional life is is uh, is not sermon prep for me. It is like I need it. Hmm. I remember once hearing uh, Darwin Jordan. Who's a pastor in Fort Worth? I once I remember being at a conference, our uh, YM conference years ago, and a student came up to him and he said, "Do you read the Bible every day?" So, you know, like like students will just be honest, like a middle school. Do you read the Bible every day? And he said, "Yes." And he says, "How?" Like the student goes, "How do you do that?" <laughs> and I remember Darwin just very kindly going, "I have to, because mm-hmm. I need to, I need it." It's like so. That's that's it. It's just being a Christian that that needs the gospel, and and then find and then being so beautifully surprised and, and full of wonder that it's all true, mm-hmm. and then and then getting to tell. I'm just that thrills me, and so and and it never and it's it, it thrills me more now than it did ten years ago, and I think that's maybe the outward. Outward man wasting away, inward man being renewed. Mm-hmm. So it comes out of my repentance. It comes out of my uh, just being a follower of Jesus, and then Him using those gifts. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And just that going, yeah, that, that's 
the older I've gotten and the more I've been confronted with the darkness of my own heart, uh, the more I, like you said, absolutely need the word just to survive one day <laughs> on this planet. Um, <clears throat> I know my heart is deceitful, whispering lies to me every second of every day. And so I need something speaking truth back into it. Um, so yeah, I mean, absolutely. And so do you, I mean, even like I said, interacting with students, um, on a one-to-one, you know, level counseling and even, I mean, in parenting, um, have you found, I mean, uh, that you do, I mean, you're just, you're an open book to your students or to your, your own children. I mean, that's something I've struggled with with my parenting. I've kind of taken the stance. Look, I just want to be as truthful and open and honest with them. I, I think there's a, there's like a, we want the tension to go away. Like we want, like, do I, I think if the, there's a tension there that exists because I want to be transparent, but not very few people need full disclosure mm. about my life. And honestly, very few people want full disclosure. What they want is authenticity and really integrity. Like I can give integrity, which means I'm on the same, I, what I, I really try, I'm the, the same person on the inside that I appear to be on the outside. But the, as far as like the details, I often ask myself the question like, uh, because I know I've there there have been times absolutely that I've overshared, you know, where, and that was more about me. Um, that was more about me doing something with 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 the student that, or or with uh, with a group of people, or even sometimes with my kids. That was more about me, you know. Um, and they, and they, it kind of freaked, it kind of probably weirded them out a little bit. Like I didn't, I don't like I did. That's too much detail about your story or your brokenness. And I think it's okay. I think if you're making some of those mistakes, it means you're probably on the right track. <laughs> like if sometimes like, um, so there's this balance, um, of being vulnerable and being honest. Um, and, and then asking yourself the question, why am I share? Like, why would I share that? Like, why am I sharing that? Is this going to help? Um, I think that may be a, that's a Holy spirit dependent upon the Holy spirit moment by moment, kind of dependent spirit to say like, I want to share this. And I think the spirit has, has helped me as I think about, am I sharing this for me so I can look v- vulnerable? I remember Chuck DeGroat, uh, he had a, he has a, he has a phrase, a word called vulnerability. You ever heard that? <laughs> like the word faux or fake is like pastors can be vulnerable, like fake vulnerable, mm. which sounds real. He says one of the ways you know it is they never talk about present struggle. Mm. They talk about what they used to struggle with. Mm. And vulnerability is about you being weak and broken right now. Mm. That's real vulnerability. Vulnerability is you're trying to look authentic or vulnerable by saying, I remember I used to struggle with X, Y, or Z when I was, you know, I remember that or, you know, um, and there's just a different, I kind of ask myself a question. Am I being vulnerable or am I actually being vulnerable like with a V? And most of the time my vulnerability comes when I'm asking for forgiveness. <laughs> like when I'm admitting, like when I know I'm saying like what I don't want to say, like, I am sorry to my kid that I yelled at you and I said something very mean and that was wrong. That was mean and wrong. Mm. That is way more powerful because I, because when vulnerability makes you like you look sinful, 
Like actually, I think that's the test. Not like, because fake vulnerability kind of makes you look cool, right? <laughs> it sort of makes you he's look, a hero. oh, he's so humble, right? Yeah, he's yeah. so humble. <laughs> but when you say something that actually makes you look uh, like not cool, I think that's vulnerable. Hmm. Like when you say, and when you're apologizing, to a real person, then you're confessing something that's actually that you did wrong. That I think leads to transformation. So when I shared, I think one time I shared with the, uh, I can't remember if it was RUF or I can't remember who it was. I think it was RYM that I made an 18 on my ACT. And I said that to a group of, uh, of Vanderbilt students and like, there's not anything remotely cool about that. <laughs> I took it one time and like, and like, I want people to think I'm smart. Like, that's not a cool thing to share. And I remember like, after it was over, I was like, I'm so like, I felt very exposed, but I think that's an example of vulnerability because, because there's some people that made an 18, there's some people that make a 28 and there's some people that made a 14. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of people that probably made an 18. Uh, and when you, when the, when the guy up front shares that kind of stuff, the reason I did it is because. Because one time Joe Nobison confessed he made like a 16 or something on an ACT. And I was like, and it made me move toward him. And not just move toward him, it made me move toward Jesus. Because he really did take take the, he really did break the, the image of like, hey, I've arrived. I figured this thing out. Hmm. The, I don't know if that makes any sense. I'm just processing this out loud. I haven't, yeah. Do, do you rub that, that 18 helps. in his face all the time? like even sharing that on this even sharing that on the podcast because like it's like oh man what you're doing is like there's this i could create to the few hundred people who know who i am i could create this idea of a vulnerable guy who is like yeah but wink wink i'm also like you're never gonna get to where i am (laughs) Right. Yeah. And, and I grew up that way. I kind of grew up thinking that the Christian leaders of my world is like, I'm never going to get there. Mm -hmm. I'm never going to that place. And if I can just, if, if, if my ministry can be, there's Jesus and then everyone else (laughs) is my goal. There's Jesus. And then us, then I feel like I will be, sir. I feel like that Jesus will say, well done Mm -hmm. to me. Uh, at some level. No, I so think that, that's, that's trying to. Yeah, I think that's very helpful. And, and just uh, you pointing out the heart and being cautious um, that we can, you know, turn being vulnerable into manipulation and, and just using, yeah. um, you know, hiding behind this mask of vulnerability that really isn't. It's just trying to win students to ourselves. And so I think that's good to just question our heart motives, uh, think about it and, Think about it, like you said, in the midst of it. Um, it's it's something that's that's truly not making you look good. It's just you know sharing your own brokenness uh, with other people. Um, yeah. So anyway, that that's very helpful, Richie. Anything you want to add to that as we close out? I would just use the example of Paul. Like, how many times I, uh, how many times does he share, not just like what he did, but like present tense. Like when he says, "I am the chief of sinners," he uses the present active tense, and he says, "I am." He's not saying he sinned the same way when he was, you know, destroying the church, but he—it's—he's giving people permission to need Jesus when we do that as leaders, mm-hmm. uh, and so that's—I think that should be the test we run. Uh, 
is are we are we leading people to think, oh wow, he's so are we leading people to ourselves? And that's a really hard question. Are we leading people to Christ? And that's the point of sharing that stuff. And I think that may be a good lens or a good grid or a good test of whether we should share something. Yeah, that's that's a good word for sure. So thanks, Richie, for sharing all that. Yeah, absolutely.